the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Let's hit some headline news. Utah Congressman Jason Chavetz, we were just talking about this, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. He says he wants mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to become more transparent on Thursday, he introduced a bill which would make the two government-sponsored companies subject to public records request under the Freedom of Information Act. Well, they originally set up as a government-sponsored enterprise, and now that they're in conservatorship, unfortunately, even members of Congress, you know, I'm on the Oversight and Government Reform Committee, we're requesting records, and they're in this no-man's land where they don't have to provide them. And uh, we think that's wrong, so I'm introduced a bill to change that. Again, these companies are worth nothing. They've been government-sponsored entities. They were tied towards the housing market. It's a true shame because in my lifetime, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac used to be very conservative investments. And the 1990s came about. You know, For instance, my father owned Fannie Mae back in the 1980s and did incredibly well. It was a safe investment vehicle. And then a congressman like Barney Frank said, you know, everyone in my district is their own house. And he opened up home ownership to too many people. He pushed the Fannie Mae's and Freddie Macs. He said, we give you a government-sponsored business that no one else can compete in. You better give loans to the people in my district. Because that's the American way. And that created the subprime housing mess and, and basically destroyed our economy. We gave too many houses to too many types of people who weren't qualified. We thought home ownership was an American dream. We thought it was a right. It's crap. Homeownership's nice. Get a good mortgage rate. It's not a dream. It could be a nightmare, much more than a dream. So anyway, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are problematic to say the least. Elsewhere, Pixar continues its winning streak. Fox News Radio's Joy Piazza has the weekend box office results. Toy Story has done it again. We can have a whole new life here, Woody. We're Andy. The third installment shot to the top spot over opening weekend with $109 million in box office sales. The Karate Kid, the A-Team, Get Him to the Greek, and Shrek Forever After all rounded out the top five. But moviegoers seem to put a hex on Jonah Hex. Hey, Hex. What happened to your face? Shaved, the comic book adaptation starring Josh Brolin and Megan Fox bombed, bringing in a little more than $5 million, finishing eighth overall. Joy Piazza, Fox News Radio. It's the good news for young men out there with the, the, the failure of Jonah Hex. One of the co-stars is Megan Fox, who so far to date, Transformers 1, Transformers 2, she's been in this, she had another horror film that she was in. So far she's never been naked, and she's considered one of the hottest women on the planet. With this bomb and Jonah Hex and being kicked off the Transformers uh, franchise, good chance you're going to see some skin coming out of Megan Fox because her career is about to be over. She's uh, losing relevancy quickly with a bomb like this. Next up, businesses along the Gulf Coast. They're trying to get people down to the beach. Listen to this. 
a Jimmy Buffett concert. Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson reports from Pensacola Beach. With reports of tourism down anywhere from 30 to 50 percent on what is affectionately known as the Redneck Riviera, people here are trying to find ways to get out the word that the beaches are just fine so far. One big help will be Gulf Shores native son Jimmy Buffett. He's planned a concert for the 1st of July in Gulf Shores, Alabama, about 20 miles to the west of here. And it will be televised nationally to try to get out the word things here are just fine. Jimmy Buffet. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Something tells me cheeseburgers in paradise slathered with a nice oil bubble. Uh, wouldn't it be so bad? It's kind of interesting, right? Um, I don't know. It's Tourism down 50%. This is a financial disaster, clearly. And I don't even think a Jimmy Buffett concert is going to change the way people view. We're just not feeling good about it. It's it's This season's over. People who were going to vacation in the Gulf, they're not. They're coming to California. They're coming to other parts of the country. Las Vegas, including you know the inland parts of Florida. No one wants to potentially lay on a beach and see a big old oil ball uh, roll up and slime your kids with oil. So no one wants to see a bird dying while they're getting their, their body's crispy cocoa. Next up, women looking to kickstart their libido could be closer to a solution. Yay! Fox News Radio's Colleen Capone reports. The latest pill that claims to be Viagra for women could be looking at approval from the FDA. Flabanserin acts on chemicals in the brain to help increase sex drive for premenopausal women with low libido and has shown promising results in trials, with women having nearly double the number of sexual experiences while taking the pink pill. A decision from the FDA is expected this week. House Call for Health, I'm Colleen Capon, Fox News Radio. More sex can't be a bad thing. Not quite sure what sexual experiences mean when they're saying women on the pink pill had more sexual experiences. I don't know if that means orgasm or if that means just hooking up with dudes. So can't be a bad thing. Can't be a bad thing, and uh, all I can say is thumbs up to that story. Big thumbs up. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Next up, the longest day of the year. It's here today, summer solstice. Tradition in England, thousands of sun worshippers, New Agers, and neo-pagans travel to the ancient site of Stonehenge to mark the day. Fox News Radio's Phil Itner has the solstice rundown from London. Some came to pray to nature gods, some came to commemorate the longest day of summer, and some came to party. The first glimpse of the sun's rays peaked over the horizon here at 4.52 in the morning local time. Already, nearly 20,000 people had traveled to the old rock formation at Stonehenge. For the first time in many years, it was a clear and bright morning, leading to an equally beautiful day. An estimated 16 hours later, the sun should set, marking the high point of summer here, and the steady march back to the fog and rain of a British autumn. In London, Philitner, Fox News Radio. I know I'm not wildly popular when I say this, but anyone who's at Stonehenge, I would euthanize and throw them in the Darwinian wood chipper. For those of you New Agers who put power into rocks, let me just tell you, they're just rocks. There's no power in them. We need to euthanize those of you who think that there's something magical going on. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money coming up. The afterworld investment sphere of oil, once this whole BP issue is all said and done, I'll tell you who's going to be standing and who some ideas are. 800-345-5639, Rob Black and your money, 910 AM, more stimulating talk. 
Black and your money. 1-800-345-5639. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Michael Jackson still in the news. He's got a $300 million loan that's due at the end of 2010. And will it get refinanced or not? Some of his collateral includes his 50% interest in the Sony ATV um, music publishing catalog, which includes Beatles songs and others. Also, Michael Jackson songs. He's got about $75 million um, of just his own publishing per year. This year alone, he's going to expect an income from his comeback concert series. It was paid off to him, $35 million. His ranch is worth $24.5 million. The problem is it's in default. So the Michael Jackson family still pulling in some do-re-mi long after he's ultimately dead and problematic. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Got an email from Joe, and Joe says, Have you heard of a website called LegalZoom to start a living trust? What do you recommend in the Bay Area? Thanks. Now, this is a multifaceted question. First and foremost, have I heard of LegalZoom? Yes, I have. As far as using LegalZoom, I have no problem with people using LegalZoom for simple things. Do-it-yourself divorces. Do-it-yourself wills. I have no problem as long as it's on the simpler side. When you get a little bit more worth money, it becomes a little bit more problematic, especially with what assets you title, what assets you don't title, how do the laws change, what are you moving to the trust, what's the term of the trust. A living trust is basically Latin for inter vivos trust, which is it, it's between the living. It's a trust that's created during a person's lifetime, and the, the goal is to save you money on taxes or to set up some sort of long-term property management once you pass. The living trusts are designed to avoid probate proceedings, which can be expensive in public, and that can help reduce taxes and safeguard financial privacy. It could use to be used to regulate the use of assets if the owner becomes incapacitated. So in the United States, a, a living trust is maybe revocable by the trust creator or, or the settlor, which is also known as the IRS, which is the uh, grantor. The living trusts are often used because they may allow assets to be passed to heirs without going through that process of probate, which, again, will save substantial cost and sometimes substantial uh, taxes as well. So I think the more you're worth, the more you want to not use the cheap form of getting the legal work done. Again, we live in the 21st century. You may be on your second marriage. You may be, he may be on his third marriage. He may have kids from the first wife and the second wife, and you may have the kid from this marriage. Who's he going to favor? So it gets a little bit more complicated. It gets a little bit more complicated uh, in the 21st century. And as you have more money, where do you want your money to go when you die? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. There's a pretty public issue today tied towards um, British Petroleum. And what's coming out is some of their partners are, are starting to point the fingers at them and saying, you know what? We didn't do anything wrong. They did. So Anadarko Petroleum is saying BP was reckless. We're not paying anything. So an analyst is coming out and lowering his rating for BP from 55 bucks to $45, saying, you know, Anadarko refusing to pay 25% of its $1.4 billion it's received from BP. It, it's very terse, mounting evidence of gross negligence by BP. 
company CEO testimony for Congress last week, and Darko's action is part to protect their shareholders as well as you know downgrading of its debt to junk status, but in an attempt to reduce future financial liabilities as well. So what are we going to invest in when this whole British Petroleum thing is all said and done? Today we're learning that 33 big international water drill riggers who are out in the Gulf, they're saying what Obama did by putting a moratorium, we need a moratorium on the moratorium. Otherwise, we're going to pick up our rigs and we're going to go to different countries and you're going to lose 300,000 jobs in the Bay, in, not in the Bay Area, but in the South. So it, it, it's it's sticky, right? BP had the fourth largest weight in the index of an oil index just a couple months ago. The oil index is PMP. You want to take a look at it and how it's kind of hurt the whole uh, index since the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. Uh, Chevron, Total, obviously, they're engaged in deep water drilling as well. Hess, they're a, a large deep water presence. They've fallen about 14%. Chevron down 8%. ExxonMobil down 8.5%. Total down 15%. And these are companies that don't start with B and end with P. So British Petroleum, huge, uh, the ramification that it has. Now, deep water projects are the primary driver of global growth in oil reserves and production. We've found as much oil as we're going to find in the ground, a lot of people think. Now, there's some arguments to this that say, like, for instance, underneath the, the Rocky Mountains in Denver, there's a massive amount of oil. But it's crap. It's all sludgy, and the only way to get it out is to send heaters down there, heat it up, and then it, it, it kind of liquefies just enough to get up to the ground. But then you have to refine it, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but so many times to make it usable because it's such crap oil. Not like the Canadian sands oil. You keep hearing about that and how much water we have to use to pump down to the wells in order to get this, this soil, this oil up. Um where does this go? It's expensive and it's crap, so it's not the type of oil you want. The type of oil you want is light, sweet, crude. It's easy to refine. So there's a, a mutual fund out there called the, the Guinness Atkinson Global Energy Fund. Take your symbol G-A-G-E-X, and they're pretty confident that BP and the United States government are moving in the same direction. They're, they're feeling that the challenge of trying to cap wells, but they're also feeling that the increasing challenge of appease in the U.S. political lobby has thrown up a lot of questions. Now, they're trying to tell us where they think oil's going to go. You know, they said it was a huge relief when BP said they'll write a check for $20 billion, that they're going to pay $3 billion in claims alone in the third quarter, $2 billion in the fourth quarter, and $1.25 billion each quarter thereafter until at least 2013. So what do you look at? Maybe you look at, you know, the six-month moratorium on, on oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico of any drills of 500 feet deep or, or deeper. Um, these product, the companies that have exposure to this, Royal Dutch Shell, ticker symbol RDS, ConocoPhillips, ticker symbol COP. Deepwater is one of the remaining locations in which oil producers in the world can find reserves. You know, ExxonMobil every year draws down on their oil. If they don't find as much to replace it, we go, why do we want to invest in ExxonMobil? Because they're losing their supply faster than they can replace it. The Chevron and Anadarko Petroleum both operate wells in the Gulf, so they both have pretty big exposure. You know, um, I would say you want to watch where you're putting your risks at this point in time. For instance, new regulations and procedures are going to go in place in the oil industry. It's going to be huge. And there's likely to be, you know, a new pricing environment for the deep water drilling. They're going to demand time for operators and drilling contractors to agree on pricing structures. It's a huge process. Contractors like Transocean, ticker symbol rig, they're going to have to manage the cost appropriately to avoid pricing 
too many customers out of the market, but they have to have higher regulation. So you know, there's a little bit of bottom fishing going on. There's an international energy uh, ETF if you wanted to play the whole sector. Ticker symbol is IPW. It's IPW. It's got 8% exposure to BP. So keep that in mind. There's a Wisdom Tree ETF called DKA, DKA, and that's the international energy sector. Um, some investors are clearly doing some bottom fishing in ETFs. Another good one is the S&P Global Energy Sector, IXC, and they just have a 4% weight in BP. And there's one, um, you know, like, for instance, maybe you're saying, okay, well, oil's a problem. And this is kind of interesting. I had an argument over the weekend about why is our nation not natural gas loving? Why do we not like natural gas? Because, of course, they don't make as much profits as the oil companies. They don't get taxed as much as the oil companies are. Our Congress has a, a vested interest in the oil companies continue going on because the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars they pay every 90 days in taxes. Natural gas isn't quite that way, but if you were to look at natural gas as a potential alternative energy source, you'd look at Chesapeake Energy, ticker symbol CHK, or Newfield Exploration, ticker symbol NFX, or Bill Barrett, ticker symbol BBG. And if the price of natural gas goes from 6 bucks to 7 bucks, you would see these companies having huge, huge beneficiaries. Now, the oil moratorium, it's ultimately going to cut about 400,000 barrels a day coming out of the Gulf. And our energy, we're going to have to reduce, I mean, we're going to have to reduce our consumption or we're going to have to get more oil from Saudi and outside sources. So I think this whole moratorium, I think it's going to quietly last six months and then be done and over. I think you're going to see some companies get approval sooner rather than later to start drilling again. In large part, I'm cynical and I think our Congress has uh, the do-re-mi that they want coming in off this. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'd say the only thing that I can get out of that uh, piece that I just did is that there's a lot of value in oil, a lot of value in the shares of oil companies, but there's also a lot of headline risk. And if you can go after something like natural gas, the problem is natural gas has always been second fiddle to oil. If oil comes back in fuego, if that ban ends sooner rather than later, you may ultimately be in something you don't want to be in. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Quick tip of the hat to Manute Bull, who died over the weekend. He averaged 3.3 blocks per game over his 10-year NBA career. He was seven foot seven. He died Saturday at the age of 47. He was the only player in league history to average more blocks than points per game. Quick tip of the hat to Manute Bull. We're going to miss the way you ran up and down the court looking like a daddy long leg spider. You were happy. You were a joy. You did a lot of good work for humanitarian reasons on your continent of Africa. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. One of the treats of pop music that the Bay Area affords us. Super nice people. It's um, I'm actually kind of faux friends with Carla Kane, which I think is just a fantastic pop singer's name. I think she should quit her job and push, 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 push. Try to get um, 
more of this delicious pop song music out to the world. And yeah, of course, on the album, keep the Rob Black in your money tune. So, doesn't hurt me. There's a publicly traded company called Sundance Resources. Now, how do I go from delicious pop radio to this? You're going to say, you are one morbid mother effer. And I, yes, I am. A plane carrying the Sundance board was found crashed. All dead. Now, instantly I'm thinking, Robert Redford, Sundance? Could it be possibly that the, the hippie bastion to film is, they're all gone? Not that company. Sundance Resources uh, is a company that is is into energy. And, you know, they're an independent movie director, hot movie property. Now, this is a company that ultimately is a contract dealer, driller. And they drill for oil and gas in third parties, countries. And um, you basically get the idea. Well, well, a plane, the wreckage this morning has been found of a plane carrying the entire board of directors. And it was found in the jungle in the Republic of Congo, um, which uh, there were no survivors amongst the passengers, included million, millionaire mining magnate Ken Talbot. Uh, the plane was reported missing June 19th. Six Australians, two British, two French, and one U.S. citizen were on the twin turboprop Casa C212 plane, which had been chartered by Sundance. And again, that's a company that you don't know them in the United States. You don't. But if you did, that company would be ruined. Their whole board's gone. What is a board of directors? A board of directors is designed to look after the shareholder interests. In the 1990s and 2000s, I think they did a bad job of it. We know too many companies that were making big old six-figure salaries like Meg Whitman for just showing up at a board meeting going, well, we don't know what she said at the board meeting. I'm not going to bash her on that. But she showed up at board meetings for Goldman Sachs and give her their their ideas. Maybe she'd say, you know, part of the digital economy, Goldman Sachs, is you got to get you know more transparent. I don't know what she said, but board of directors are a team of executives from other co- um, companies that kind of get together and say, this is what you should or shouldn't be doing. And I think your pay rate is too high, and I think you should focus on profits, or I think you should pro- focus on products. So anyway, a whole plane day of a whole board all wiped out. And that's why I don't want the average person owning individual stocks. I think the average person owning individual stocks tends to get into trouble. I think a professional should be in charge of stock selection. I think you should own ETFs, exchange-traded funds, and index funds. Now, one of the things that I'm enjoying is the World Cup. I can't lie. I, I have enjoyed it. I think it's been damn entertaining. Um... To see the French self-implode. Who doesn't like seeing the French self-implode? They've got players quitting. They've got the team saying, we're not going to practice anymore because we don't like the way you're coaching us. they got the director of personnel basically quitting. You get the idea. It's it's, it's good stuff. It, it's high drama. And, heck, it's happened to the French, so I'm happy. Anyway, where do I go with this story? One of the big winners this year in South Africa... It's China. And before you go too far with it, you're going to say, Rob, China's not in the World Cup. You're an idiot. Well, I kind of am an idiot. That's to go without saying, right? But they're a big winner because you know that, that hideous horn, the Vuvuzela? You're watching a soccer game. and you hear Apple actually has an application that you can play and it'll drone out the Vuvuzela, which drones already so you can get something to drone out the droning which just is odd to me to say the least 
But the blast that has annoyed millions of people has been a huge winner for China. Soccer fans in China say they can't see their team playing, but they could sure see the horns that they manufactured. They've got an omnipresence going on about them. Just turn on your TV, turn on the World Cup, and you see China. And they're not even on the field. Now, you know, in in theory, you would see elephants because it's South Africa. But no, it's a swarm of bees. It's made in China. Now, South Africans, they probably inspired the Vuvuzela. And that horn, when sounded, hundreds and hundreds of soccer fans, it's irritated all of us. And China makes millions of them. So for about 30 cents a piece, and they've shipped to different shores. Now, again, Coca-Cola loves it because they got Coca-Cola written on it in USA. Coca-Cola loves it because it's got Coca-Cola written on it in England. Coca-Cola loves it because it's got, you see what I'm saying? So it's a branding tool, and they're called fan horns. And um, I don't know. They've sold about 150,000 of them at one point in time. Now they're selling 200,000 a day. It's crazy. A piece of plastic for 60 cents, they're selling it for uh, $8. So ESPN is kind of embarrassed by this. But FIFA, that's the World Organization for Soccer, has said, we're not going to do anything about it. We're not going to do anything about it. China's only qualified for the World Cup once in 2002, but I would honestly say I think they kind of qualified this year because they're showing the world that they make things that we consume. And again, cheap plastic horn, yep, proud of that. Now, here's a question for you. You're an American. I'm American. I listen to Bruce Springsteen. Okay, you're American. We've qualified that. Now, Mr. American, do you want to make cheap plastic horns or do you want to make cars Or do you want to be an engineer and design bridges or semiconductors? How much do you think the guy gets who makes a horn for 68 cents? Makes thousands of them. Mr. American doesn't want that job. Mr. American wants the job that pays money. The electrician or the car uh, maker, manufacturer. He doesn't want to make 68 cent stuff. That's why China exists. They they keep our labor costs lower because in America, if they were to do it, they'd be like, screw you. I ain't working for nothing under 20 bucks. Right? You can kind of see it. So you can't make profit as a business if you're you're paying people 20 bucks an hour and you're making vuvuzelas for 68 cents. So I don't know. Looks like Heidi's thrown on her headphones. Maybe she's going to give us commentary on the vuvuzela. Maybe she's going to give us a little commentary on soccer. Maybe she's going to say, Rob, it looks like you forgot your notes today, but you've been winging it pretty good. Um, yes, the, the, actually the last comment. Yes, you did forget your notes today, Gosh. Um, but you're winging it pretty good. Good job. Good job. Bark, bark, bark. Props I'm winging to you. It. Props to you. Thank you. Hey, so you're getting me all riled up. Um, the, I, the, the pink pill for women. No, no. about, um, you know, sending jobs overseas and, um, industrialization and factory workers and whatnot. I want it all. I want it all in the United States. I want, I want us to make the stupid little horns. And I also want the awesome engineers that build the coolest bridges in the whole wide world. I want all of that right here. Why can't we have it all? Cause Americans want to do it. But don't you think we got too many laws that say you need a break every 15 minutes? We got too many laws on the environment. And if we're making vuvuzelas, which are made out of plastic, which is an oil product, we're polluting the air here. Wouldn't you rather pollute it in China? <laughs> I'd rather have them die from pollution than me. Probably. That's no, that's a horrible way to think about it, though. It's true. Um, 
Well, yes. Like you no. want cheap gasoline, but do you know where a lot of our gasoline gets refined now? Um, India. In Richmond? I don't know. In India? Um, in large part, it's cheaper for them to refine it there because of their labor costs. Put it in a boat, send it all the way across the, the Atlantic, or the Pacific in this case. It, we don't want the, the new factories. We only and, want them when our unemployment rate's absolutely, high. Absolutely, but then at the same time, we get mad that all our jobs in factories are getting sent overseas. I don't get mad so about that. I think factory jobs, factory jobs suck, Heidi, and Americans don't want them. And factory jobs drive up the price of oil. Like when, people, when oil hit $150 a barrel, we didn't care as a nation. Because all we use oil for is driving. We don't have the factories that China has. $150 barrel of oil hurt China. It didn't hurt us. Right. And I, I mean, I obviously like, fact, you know, big giant factories that pollute. That's not good anywhere, I don't think. And just because China's not on board with, like, the environmental issues, mm. um, they're eventually going to get there because people are going to start demanding that over there once they become more second world. Or once they start world. having fishes with two heads. Right, right. So eventually yeah. everybody's going to get there. But I guess what I'm saying is for things like... You're smoking dope. No. If you think, <laughs> you're smoking dope and you're a hippie if you think China's going to eventually... In your lifetime, they're going to be ecologically friendly not one bit. In your lifetime. Perhaps. Maybe in your egg's lifetime. Uh, the little babies that you don't have yet, but maybe your little babies will be immaculately conceived and maybe in your immaculately conceived baby's lifetime. Maybe, maybe not. Only we don't know the future. But the, I you guess, don't know the future. You are so wise. But what what I guess what my concern is, is it, essentially like it's an assembly line, super cheap, maybe highly polluting, maybe not process this plastics that are and they're all be sending, you know, they're all sent overseas to China or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, how many workers does that really take to make a stupid Vuvuzela. Probably not many. You know, like there's the one guy to like turn on the horn making machine that makes a piece of plastic and that's it. A couple stickers put on maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. So I wonder like who actually is going to be benefiting. Like, but I think let's bottom line this. I totally disagree with you that we want manufacturing in the United States. We don't want manufacturing anywhere in the United States, unless it's high-end manufacturing, like high-end cars. And, and you know, clearly, from what we've seen, everything goes over, you know, overseas. So so perhaps you might be right. But it's a, it's a little frustrating when I'm trying, and I, that actually this happened to me over the weekend. I'm trying to buy Made in the USA stuff. Yep. I really, really am. Everything is made in China. All clothes are made in China. And it's even if it's supposed to be like a cool, hip brand that you yep. want to wear, still made in China. It doesn't matter. So how do you... Well, you you could have, let's get in the Wayback Machine, you could have supported American Apparel, which was built and made in America, and guess what happened to them? Bankrupt. Bankrupt. Really? American America can't, we, we I didn't can't know that. manufacture like other countries can, so it's just not going to happen. I, I don't want to stamp you out as wrong and, and kill you, kill your hopes and your dreams, but... Uh, Low-end manufacturing ain't going to fly in the United States. No, and you're, how do you buy American when nothing's made in America anymore? That's what I'm going to say. That's a good question. Maybe maybe we could do a special, how to buy American. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. I'm all about money. Thanks, Heidi. She was a, a nice voice of reason. And, yeah, she just chewed up three and a half minutes of time. Sweet. 800-345-5639. Do you disagree with her? Do you agree with her? Do you think Americans really want to manufacture in the United States? My personal opinion is that... We would revolt, we would fight, we would say, no way. We don't even like call center works. So we send our call center work overseas because no one likes to. I was an AT&T operator. There's a little side fact that no one knows. I was a little AT&T operator for one summer of my life. Uh, horrible job. Horrible job. I wanted to put a gun in my head every single day. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, I'm going to tell you where you can live cheap. If you don't save enough for retirement, 
I got the location where you're going to want to go. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and your money on 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. Spain scored against Honduras. Boo! It's always fun to see a great nation in soccer traditions struggle mightily. I'm not sure why I find it entertaining, but I do find it entertaining that England's struggling. People are losing their freaking mind over it. Um, yeah, yeah. France, struggling, not scoring goals. And the French, soccer bleu. Um, all angry and upset. So let's talk a little bit about if you have no money, you're age 65, you got a little bit of money. You know, what I would recommend is 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 moving. I see a lot of people who are in love with California and they have no money in California. Makes no sense to me. I'm going to just get a quick yes or no from Heidi. And uh, maybe this will, will resonate with you. Maybe it won't. This is just a yes or no. Heidi, you're 60 years old. You and your husband haven't saved enough. Are you staying in California? You're going to look for other places to live. Oh, uh, we definitely have to consider leaving California. Okay, so you'd go back to the Pacific Northwest, perhaps, or or somewhere just real cheap. But you would consider moving. You're not adamantly. I'm going to go down with the state no matter what. Absolutely, in my retirement, absolutely. I'm pretty much stuck here for now. But if I was in that situation, you have to keep your options open and you know be willing to relocate. I don't want to eat cat food when I die. Or in my old age. I want to eat cat food when I'm dead. I want to be a zombie eating cat food. So anyway, there's a new book by Kathleen Petticord. And she she is one of those international travelers. And she says, here's how you can retire for $1,200 a month. You do the math, and that's 14000 a year. That's about as best as you're going to get, or as low as you're going to get. And, and she highlights some areas where, like, a family of four can live with locals in a country that has health plans that cost as little as $100 a month. One of hers, and it, forgive me, forgive me, people, when I can't pronounce four names. Uh, C-U-E-N-C-A, Quantca, Ecuador? For It's one of the most affordable places in Latin America where you can, you know, uh, there's cheaper locales, but you're too far removed from conveniences. So in Suenca, C-U-E-N-C-A, it's got a colonial charm, it's got cobblestone streets, it's got soaring cathedrals, it's got a mild climate, it's got plenty of culture. It uses the dollar as its currency, so you don't have to worry about exchange rates. You can live there for about $1,200 a month, 550 in rent. We'll get you a 2,600-square-foot apartment with a doorman and underground parking, not too shabby. If you want to live like a local, you're talking about $100 a month. For 600 square feet, but you could live like an American for 550 in rent. Another, you know, it's going to cost you $700 for utilities and groceries and entertainment a month, but not too shabby, huh? Another place where you could retire, like live like a king. Well, if you have money, you could live like a king. If you don't, you could sell bananas and oranges on the beach. Westerners have quickly discovered the largest city in northern Thailand. It's called Chingmay. And again, did I pronounce that correctly? Not a chance on the planet. So let me spell it for you. C-H-I-A-N-G-M-A-I, Thailand. And uh, you got 80 and 90 degree weather. You're in a river valley surrounded by mountains. You get year-round daytime uh, temperatures that are just gorgeous. An apartment for $400 a month. Not too shabby. It has high-speed internet. It's got cable TV. It's got electricity. Another 100 bucks will get you groceries. 150 for, you know, help if you want to hire someone per month. 
150 for entertainment, eating out. People rave about the food and variety restaurants in Chiang Ma, Thailand. You're not allowed to own land in Thailand as a foreigner, but you can own apartments and condos. So there's, there's some options. Again, that's pretty cheap. I can't imagine living for that in America. And, yeah, I would consider it. One more. One more that I'll throw out there is Leon, Nicaragua. Now, like Chiang Mai, Thailand, Leon is its country's second largest city. Now, like Suenka, it boasts a large number of colonial-era homes, buildings, and churches. It really hasn't discovered, you know, yet by expatriates like Granada has, but uh, the cost of living is incredibly low. You know, for $1,200 a month, it gets you a comfortable lifestyle. You get $500 to rent a higher-end home, utilities, TV, Internet, all 70 bucks. Your food budget would be about 360 Your entertainment budget about 200 um, household help if you're a little bit on the older side and you say you need your diaper changed, 180 bucks. It's got a university. It's got bookstores and cafes and museums. So I, th- I found this article just, to me, intriguing because I, I, you have to think that at some point in time, if you haven't saved enough of a nut egg, you got to move. you got to move. If your nest egg's not enough, you got to move. I'm, I'm stunned by people who want to stay in California. Now, we have great, great weather, but I just gave you three places that have great weather. We've got great beaches, but I just gave you three places that have great beaches. Now, I, unfortunately, I suffer from, I don't really like people. I really don't. It's very few people in the world that I, I like and want to spend time with. I'd rather spend time alone or with my family. I don't like other people. I don't like other people's families. I just don't. So moving for me would be ideal. Now, say for my sugar booger, not so much. She wants to visit her family. So she's going to be, you know. Not so good. So if she were to die early, maybe I'd say, you know what? Maybe I will move to Chiang Ma, Thailand. Um, again, I'm not hoping she dies early. I mean, it's a horrible thing to even potentially say. But you get the idea of living overseas would save a lot of dough. I mean, how about you? Honey? I think that it's a little easier said than done. Don't you have, like, citizenship issues and, you know, the, especially, like, the issue of, like, oh, you can't necessarily buy property in Mexico. You can only lease it. And, and you know, uh, Nicaragua is still Fairly dangerous. No, it's so not. So it is actually. Not Leon, Nicaragua. I've, well, I've never been to Leon, but. Um, so you're just. So there, I just, I'm saying there's I a lot never, of stuff to consider. First rule of produ- producers, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm sorry. So let me live in this fantasy that I could live in a country for $1,200 a month, okay? Okay. That Continue they wouldn't, on, They wouldn't sir. deport me. I, I'm not working there, so I don't need a visa. Yeah, but just, even to live in another country, don't you need some no. sort of. I don't know. Well, some countries, but not the ones I'm talking about. So I can just move anywhere in the world and live there, and it's fine as long sure. as I'm not working. Sure. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. I can't believe you're killing me at the end of the show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. One last thing about America, and America sucks, is health insurance. Uh, guess what? We're looking at health insurance costs this year, and guess what? They're going up. Average American premium going up 20% as they're renewing coverage. Some people have switched to less expensive plans that offer less generous coverage. They've negotiated lower prices than their insurers initially requested. Still, people are finding that they're, you know, an increase is somewhere between 13 and 20%. 13% increase if they're going with crappy print plans. 20% if they're going with great plans. Uh, phone call. Act like a producer now, Heidi. Act like a producer. Take the headsets off. Now, um, steep increases in California. We heard about last year's 39% jump in health care costs last year. So 
Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. One little tip that I want to give out. This is a teeny tiny little tip. Is when leasing a car, never pay a cap cost reduction. And you always want to get gap insurance. So you never want to make a down payment on a car you don't own. And you always want to get gap insurance to make up the difference between what the car is worth and what the dealer says it's worth. Let's go to Ed. Ed's got a little color to add. Ed, what do you have? Ed, I just got to, I mean, uh, Robin just got to tell you that Heidi is so correct. You are so wrong. Living overseas is not always so easy. Your example for Chiang Mai? Yeah. Just to let you know, I don't want to rub it in your face or anything. She was right, though. But uh, to get a visa in Thailand, if you're 50, you can get a retiree visa. Uh, that's good for one year. You have to go into the police station every three months to register. You can't own land. And that's just to, to live there. Okay. Uh, it can be really tough. But you're right. The prices are really good. And I'm definitely looking at it. I'm married to a Thai, so that makes it a little bit easier for me. It's the same thing. Thais really don't want the foreigners to own land or to uh, overcrowd their country. So they're going to make it hard for you. you got about a one-year visa and go into the police station every three months. If you don't do that, if you're younger, like some guys, you got to go out of the country every three months on a visa. Does your out wife and in, out and in? Does your wife call you a gringo? <laughs> no, she calls me a forlong because a gringo would be Mexico, but I'm a forlong in Thailand. Oh, you're, once again, you're letting the, the facts get in the way of a good story. I hate you, and I hate Heidi. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I was just quoting someone else. I'm not wrong. Author who who published a book on it, Kathleen Petacordes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.